All right, all right, all right. We're back. Thank you, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. All right. So, um, Ryan, there's there's been a development. Uh, there is a development. I think um, longtime listeners know about this. Yeah, I got Probably. a new roommate. Wait, wait, no, oh, I didn't no, know about no, 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 no. What are we talking wait, about? He's living with you? <laughs> no, no, that's he's like, moved in already. Actually, Kevin, yeah. Kevin got a new roommate. Kevin did get a new roommate, and uh, his name is uh, Miles Carlton Newsom. Miles is a very small human being. He's he's well, he's seven pounds and fourteen ounces as of four days ago. Yeah, I, I saw Kevin, and and so so what we're alluding to obviously is that Kevin Allison he has, he has spawned. Uh, Al, Kevin has spawned. Allison has delivered. Their child, Miles, um, I guess, what, four days ago? Uh, yeah, four days ago. And um, I saw them yesterday, and it l- looked like they had an... It looked like... Have you ever watched The Walking Dead? All the time. Like the zombies in The Walking Dead? Go on. That's sort of how Kevin looked yesterday. When oh, yeah, that's oh, Kevin. Right. Okay, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, so... I thought you were impugning my new nephew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see your new nephew. No. <laughs> Have you ever seen a zombie? That little baby? <laughs> that baby looked just like a goddamn zombie. <laughs> fucking wrinkly son Flesh of a bitch. Flesh hanging off. And just... <laughs> so anyway, so we've been we've been building up to this for a couple of weeks now. And um, Mark, who had been our... He, he sat in as producer and, uh, and guest host. <laughs> for a few uh, weeks yes. now. And so Kevin's going to be gone for a little while. And we have a change of locale. Instead of sitting in Kevin's... Garage. We're we sitting in now in Mark's garage. We're sitting in Mark's garage. It's a it's a great change, isn't it, fellas? I I, I like the consistency though. That it's it's it, in a uh, garage, uh, uh, unheated, yeah, or unair conditioned garage around a table with. But I but I do love that Mark has um, produced chalice chalice eye. Yes, uh, chalices chalai. I'm trying <laughs> trying to be as consistent as possible. Yeah. So we feel comfortable. That's right. All right. Well, you've done a good job. We have a near skylight here. That's true. Why is there a hole in your roof? Uh, that ceiling. is the roof. Oh, wait, ceiling. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, there's a hole in the ceiling because the roof is pushing down on the ceiling and has created a hole. So, I, I like, don't you like it when people call? I, I like when you're in, in the outdoor. Are you familiar with this when you're in the outdoors and, and, and people will, will gesture to the ground and, and say that it's the floor? Have you have you experienced this before? I don't know what you're talking about. All right, I'm, all right. Have you ever been outside? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once, once or twice. I, you know what? Let's do. But it's been years. Uh, I I want to say this one thing. We're gonna we're gonna get to the music here, but um, I, I was wondering if you're gonna rein in your shitty food behavior. I um, actually, I, I'm I'm almost to a. Uh, bag of jerky a day and i literally ran out of jerky before i got here oh so, so, so was it wasn't a con- surprise I, I was just wondering if you're gonna if you were gonna sully his garage with your shitty slim jims but no so it, i and i, I, thought I actually was. literally dropped by the dollar general which is really a shitty name for that store because everything generally more than a dollar there except for this uh i got like a big long like ropey uh, Laffy Taffy, but it was the mystery Laffy Taffy. It's two different flavors all. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's super exciting. All right, all right, guys, let's get into some music and start talking about albums. I'm Shane. I'm Ryan, and I'm Mark. And this is somebody likes it.
So I picked this week's uh, selection, which wait, is... Wait, 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 before we start, I had something I wanted to say. Go on. Um, sorry to interrupt you. Um, do you realize I had a discussion today with, with Cheeto, our mutual friend? Jose Cheeto Vela III? Yes. My lawyer. We had the to go to court so he could bail me out. Well, not really bail me out, but he he did, he got a ticket dismissed for me. But anyway, um, I realized in the course of our conversation that it's been almost exactly 20 years since your house burned down. Your that house burned down? Right. Burned down? I, I just said your house burned down. Burned down? Yeah. No, it happened on Thanksgiving. Uh, he said it was the ago. day before, thanks. He said it was the Wednesday before. Uh, I think it was day of. Cause I thought it was day of, too. Kevin and I were watching the Cowboys game. And they were losing, and we were both very happy about that. And then I got a phone call from the guy who'd been sleeping on the couch saying, like, hey, man, uh, you might want to sit down for this. Um, I found out my house burnt down, and then the Cowboys won. (laughs) 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 The thing that I remember the most about that, well, other than I had had been living in the house next to that, until and we met separately from that. Like, yeah, it was moved really out, weird how like, it right before I moved into the house next door. But wait, we, was this was this the house with the buffalo wing? Was not. No, this was okay. God, a good ten years before that. Okay. No, this was. Um, anyway, it's on. If you live in Austin, it was on Isler Street. Um, oh. Yeah. So I lived. I lived there, and then I moved out, and you moved into the house next door, and it was like musical house chairs for a little while, but. I remember, so Ryan was was staying in this uh, like garage apartment in the back of the house, and I'll and I'll speed this. It was up. like a, a attic apartment kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I remember you were able to salvage a bunch of CDs, and they all smelled like they were burnt. Campfire. Yeah. Like yeah. s'mores. Yes. Yeah. Except disgusting s'mores. Those would have yeah. been the world's most disgusting s'mores. It's true. All right. Onward and forward. I just had to point that out. I realized that because it's almost Thanksgiving. And um, so, and that was, and I'm officially old now. We're thankful that you were watching the Cowboys at your brother's house. Well, and was, rather at, than at our parents' house, rather than taking house. a giant not nap, here. rather than taking a giant nap. If I'd been there, I would probably be dead right now because I sleep soundly, <laughs> or uh, at least you would smell like really disgusting s'mores. It's yes. true. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think we we're going to talk about a record. We should. Let's do that. All right, so uh, I selected this week's uh, record, which is uh, Spiritualized. Ladies and gentlemen, we are floating in space. Um, A a record that I'd heard a few things about over the years. It gained some accolades. Um, You had asked me if if how familiar I was with this record, because on paper it sounds like I would be. It sounds like it'd be right up your alley. It sounds like the thing that you'd know backwards and forwards. Yeah, no, I didn't at all. Um, I think that the title track... Ladies and gentlemen, we are floating in space. Is in my top twenty favorite songs of all time. It's a fucking masterpiece. Uh, it's a brilliant song. Uh, did you know it before you, this week? Yeah, that song I did, yeah. but not the rest of the record. I at think all. anybody that watched TV around that time probably did. Was there? Was it in a commercial? It was when uh, when Volkswagen released the new Beetle. This was the first teaser commercial for the new Beetle from I don't, Volkswagen. I don't remember that song. at all. I'm trying to think. No, I didn't have TiVo yet. Oh, come um, on, Ryan. <laughs> this makes for great radio. Let me th- let me think back. 2000, did I have cable? 1997. I mean, was there TiVo? Man, I think I was, I was running the out. VCR every night. <laughs> yeah. I think I, so, I, think so, I whittled uh, away so, a DVR. So when, uh, you know, Volkswagen, 
Volkswagen uh, kind of played up the whole release of the new Beetle, and and uh, I, it was clearly before there was a lot of the the internet fever that would appear before these type of things. But um, yeah, they they everybody knew it was coming, and this was the first commercial that they released for the new Beetle. And, I remember uh, some Nick Drake shit with with some something that happened right around then, but yeah, the Nick Drake uh, Blue Moon was uh, Pink Moon, Pink Moon. Sorry, yes. God, get it fucking right, dude. What gender hey, moon are about you talking about? <laughs> just sounds like a butt, gender. man. Just sounds like a butt. Yeah, Pink but, Moon. <laughs> but I think that I think that uh, that commercial definitely did uh, kind of give this this album a little bit more uh, a little bit airplay. of a boost. Well, this would have been back when it was. Uh, considered gauche to uh you know place your uh, music in commercials like well, that you're, kind you're of a big sellout that kind of started i mean this album came out in 97 and that kind of started to change like around like 2000 2001 i mean once once napster came on the scene with file sharing and, and shit like that like musicians quickly started waking up to the fact that we're not going to make any money anymore yeah so it like you do know, I want to work at Burger King or do I want to like actually make a living off my music? Yeah, somebody like Bruce Springsteen uh, or Eddie Vedder, they can take a a learned stand against. Uh, I don't know why I said learned um, <laughs> against uh, commercialization of their music. But quite burned. frankly, uh, you can't make any goddamn money no, unless you do, you're, unless, you unless do you're a superstar. Like that. Yeah, that's why I said Bruce Springsteen, Eddie Vedder, Neil Young, whatever you know. I mean, you might yes. have some inkling of an idea of how much you would get each time a commercial played with your song on there, but well, you get a lump sum in the beginning, but yeah, I mean, that's how I pay my fucking rent for a long time. Yeah, stuff well, like that. You had shit on what was it? Ah, uh, doesn't matter, Ryan. Yeah. We're off. We're Shane off the loves talking about his career. Well, we're just so. off the beaten. The the we're off. So, Shane, what did you think of uh, spiritualized, ladies and gentlemen? We are floating in space. Well, Ryan, I think that the title track, the titular track, as it were, "Ladies and Gentlemen, We Are Floating in Space," as I was alluding to earlier, in no uncertain terms, is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my entire life. However, I feel that the album, well, I mean, any album would drop off in quality after that, but um. I think what I felt really was the the faster, rockier songs. Um, I just would completely want to fast forward, skip over those. And then there's like these chaotic, beautiful messes in the yes. middle of the record that it's so gorgeous and just messy and and noisy. And Mark, I, I completely agree. Um, this this album was a journey for me. Uh, it starts off with kind of that that melodic and kind of flowing introductory tra- tract, and you've got these uh, these choral singers in the background that are going into everything. And as you progress through, you get into these tracks that are just they're they're not quite not quite the uh, the the jazz kind of dissonance that you might get, but it's just this chaotic. Like you're saying that this dissonant sound. Yeah, there's like a c- 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 cacophony. H- home, cacophony. Of the Bra- home of the Brave is is my second favorite song on this record. Uh, you know, as of my listening, re-listening to it, and it's just two minutes and forty five seconds of like gradually getting like more and more and more and more chaotic. But but the way that the song is and the way that he's singing it is plaintive and melancholy, and it just gets and all of the stuff is pushed to the back of the mix. And it's just noise 
and it and it just slowly like nails on a chalkboard gets like louder and louder and grating but in the background so it never becomes really annoying it's, yeah I, it's fascinating i mean the, that kind of stuff is fa- i mean the, the 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 titular track as it were ladies and gentlemen we were floating in space that song is brilliant you have circular you have you it, basically it's pockbell's canon and d um and then you have i did not think about that yeah and then you have well plus elvis well, um, but the original version on. of this, and so my, I actually like the original version of the song way more um, than the I Can't Help Falling in Love With You lyrics um, for whatever reasons. I, I actually think that um, there's something that, because you already have this noticeable melody, and then he, he had these like really depressing, like it sounds like he's been in a drug funk or something. Um, Going on, so you have these you have these two competing melodies and two complete competing um, like syllabic things going on, and then you have it's just it shouldn't work, and it you know what? Can we listen to it? Yeah, let's do let's it. listen to it. I was struck after listening to this uh, several times over to look up the the name of that uh, that sound that you hear throughout this song. It's called a quindar tone, and it was used by NASA uh, from ground control. Oh, the the bleepy thing. The beep. Yeah, the beep that you hear throughout. I think they call and it actually the bleepy thing. The bleepy um, thing. Yes, yeah. that was NASA that was does. another term yeah. for it. But uh, yeah, it was, so it was two two different hertz of tone. That uh, would signify the the beginning and the end of a Capcom communication to the astronauts as they were traveling to the moon. And of course, they named it after Frodo Baggins's younger, <laughs> not as famous uh, brother, Quindar. Quindar uh, Baggins. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, nerd. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you as I say that, because I'm just waiting for that to just bomb like a lead balloon. <laughs> But it yeah. is it is something for me at least that and and this is maybe part of my my OCD or whatever. But this is this is a a consistent tone throughout this song 
that as it ebbs and flows, but really kind of pulls me in. That's one of the most brilliant things. I mean, again, like there's so like this song is there's so much going on. Like we have these competing melodies, you have this stuff. But the thing about that is that it's a monotone, and it's a monotone that's not in key with the rest of the song, and that's part of what makes it it like the, there's the chaos. Now, when this album works the most, in my opinion, it's when it's the most chaotic. And so you have this like beautiful song that's not subtle, but it's restrained. And you have this like this this little monotone that's or this it's not in key. This note that's or these. Right. Well, it would it be akin to would you say like that that note that starts at the beginning of the song "The Queen Is Dead" that just goes throughout the entire song? No, because that song's in key. That's feedback. That's in key. That I mean, I know what you're talking about, yeah. but that song never this this note is not in key, and well, that's, and that's only, why it makes it more chaotic. Not only is it not in key, it's not in tempo. There there is no rhyme or reason to to where these beeps come in throughout the song. Yeah, and that's that's part of um, it's can't. So the interesting thing for me, so as much as I'm fawning over this song, and I've again we were talking about this earlier. Um, I've known this for a long time, and I remember listening to it when it first came out, having high hopes for it, but I did a quick listen in like a listening station in a record store and being completely underwhelmed by the rest of it. Um, but that was a little bit of a rush to judgment on my part, I think, in retrospect. But but not entirely. Well, no, I feel like the, this record is... Had I latched onto it when it came out, I think it would be a classic to me like i think the whole record is good really i know i do a think classic? so i honestly do um with a caveat um i did notice that nme named this record of the year in 1997 over radiohead's okay i was computer. gonna say okay computer yeah like no 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 fuck you sorry NME. well that's like like no that's that's the british isles for you yeah <laughs> but i do think if i had latched onto this and say been Working for a carpet store in northern Indiana or something, uh, and say for if an you had been working in a carpet <laughs> store in northern Indiana, I think you would have and did have latch on to just about anything you could. That, that's not true. Uh, um, I, I no, just something that, I contend that Yola Tango's uh, Electro Pure is a genius record. No, that is a genius record, a much better record than this. I think I'll give you that, um, but I still think I would. I would consider this. A, a, I do think this is a brilliant record. I do think it's a brilliant record, but it's kind of a slow burn, and it's so kind is Electra Pura. And it's kind of well, and it, sure, but I, I feel like um, even more so, this is something that you'd have to spend some time with, because what I found most fascinating about this record is the tension in it. Like Jason Pierce, the he essentially is spiritualized. Um, you know, this, this band has had many lineup changes and he's the only one, uh, who's the constant. Um, but he seems to, you know, know how to build tension really well and, you know, build to a cacophony and, you know, have some release or whatever. And, and some of the stuff is just, you know, I remember like reading about, uh, spiritualized, um, um, I can't remember, I think maybe playing Coachella, um, some, big california thing and this is in the early 90s and um bringing on like a full horn section into indie rock um and like with elements of shoegaze and 
you just did not fucking well, do that kind of shit. This was actually something I wanted to bring up. Uh, Mark, you weren't around for this, but um, Shane and Kevin and I uh, did a podcast on Slanted and Enchanted from Pavement. And I got to say, this is about the exact opposite record of Slanted and Enchanted from Pavement. Um, so Slanted and Enchanted is like a, a few dudes just like got together in somebody's basement and fucking like banged out a record in like a day or two. But I, I, I mean, but, but, I mean, you're right, and I mean, like, I get the overall. This was, yeah, this was done on a couple of continents over multiple cities over three years. Three years Don't make yeah. it sound like, like Led Zeppelin, but kind of. I mean, like, it. I mean, this is there's but, bombast here. There's bombast, but there's also chaos, and there there's there's more in common with Slanted and Enchanted than if you go further in into spirit, but not in execution. In, right? Okay. Uh, granted, yeah. Point taken. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I don't know. This was very calculated. Is that what you're oh, saying? Oh, absolutely. Like, I, you know, I think uh, uh, Jason Pierce, what was it? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think he had very much in mind uh, what he wanted to do, and he was going to go to the ends of the earth to get it done to the point where he, you know, flew to New Orleans to get Dr. John uh, to play on a, a track that goes on forever, seemingly. Um, yeah. Did you ever listen to Spaceman 3? I did not. The progenitor. Yeah, of, that was his his prior his prior project. band. Yeah. yeah. Um. I uh, uh, there were there were a, a band that I would see referenced in articles I would read about other bands I liked, but no. Yeah, that's kind of where I see them in in the the long arc of musical history, like a, a band that's often referenced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's inter- like a like Galaxy Five Hundred, you know, or stuff like that. Um, yeah, another band that I would. If you played me either one of those bands' songs, I, I would say it's one or the other, and I'd have no idea. <laughs> I, I I find it really interesting that I, I was I was I was sure that out of the three of us, at least one of us was going to be really familiar with this album when it first came out, and it sounds like that none of us really were. And I should have been. Well, I remember that's how I'm, I feel. I mean, I, I feel like if I had her, heard this album when it came out. It potentially could have changed a lot of my thinking of music at that time. I think I would have been really into it because okay, so 1997, I would have been. Oh like, come on! I would have been Quit like doing fucking math, dude. It's boring. Hey man, <laughs> sit and spin, motherfucker. <clears throat> all right, all right. Uh, anyhow, and that's why uh, at we're the time, popular. no, I was uh, subscribing to CMJ, which is a now dearly departed uh, music magazine. Um, and they did like a, I don't know, like three or four page spread on this record and like really sort of grandiose kind of, uh, photography and just a fawning, um, write up of it. And I remember going like, oh, I should check that out sometime. Wait, spiritualized just, or Space on 3? Spiritualized. Okay. Right. Yeah. 1997. When this came out. Yeah. Um, uh, and... And I remember going like, "Oh, I should, I should probably check that out," and I just never did. Well, and well, I don't know what else. You know, I, I can't really. I, I can remember some things about 1997, but um, I mean, these guys were putting out basically what was um, an art project at the time. I, I would think, in in the way that they released some special editions of this album, they you know that they, they put out a a version with blister packs. And individual CDs for each song, so that it basically looked like uh, uh, a um, a pack of of medicine, prescription medicine for this album. Yeah, 
You well, though, I mean, just even the artwork looks like that. Yeah, and and to me, I, I mean, I don't know who all else was doing to that extreme of kind of that conceptual art. Uh, yeah, and, and that's that's certainly when we look at it, and that would have to be like extremely limited edition because I, I can just imagine like their label going like, "You want to do what? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> this is what we're gonna do." Gonna get big old pill. Yeah, gonna be a big old pill. Gonna put a CD in it, right? <laughs> I don't know why Jason Pierce has an Alabama accent. No, but, but I but Hang he knows that that that's where Hear we me out. That's where we hold on now. That's where we've been going for the last twenty minutes. You're gonna me love and this next like, part when we when we like imagine what Jason Pierce was saying. He's like no, he's like an oh. Appalachian redneck. <laughs> Hey, hey, check this shit. This gonna be crazy-ass bullshit. You get that NASA beep in there. You just fly me over to New Orleans. (laughs) Hey, look, I heard space aliens, man. I'll tell (laughs) tell you what. You know, let's get... Ryan, what are we going to... We should play another track. What are we going to listen to? Let's listen Uh, to something else. I actually, uh, I like Come Together. I like the second track. Are you looking at a tour schedule? No. What? Ass wipe. I'm oh, it, no. I'm just looking list. over there, and it, it looked like when you yeah. see people that have T-shirts on, they're like concert T-shirts, and it's like uh, Birmingham, Alabama, seven four, uh, <laughs> Brantford, Mississippi. I don't know if that's a real place. Seven five. You know, because like that's where people go after they go to Birmingham. No, that's Alabama. Brantford, Missouri, not yes. Brantford, Mississippi. That's like Bran- the, Branson, that's Missouri. like there's some town in Mississippi that like changed their name to Brantford to try to Just fool to people to, into to it, get some tourists. There may They're like be right on the main highway there. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we are diverting. Yeah. Uh, why don't we listen to a little bit of "Come Together"? Uh, I actually don't like this song very much. Well, you know, it's you know, it sounds like Primal Scream meets. Uh, Meets um, uh, lust for life band. Uh, well, lust for life was Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop and the Stooges sounds like yeah. Primal Scream. Which, by the way, Primal Scream is already like kind of a Rolling Stones Stooges ripoff. But it sounds like Primal Scream Stooges. It's not a bad song. It's just not as interesting as when they to you. These. I would I would say that this is kind of like he kind of starts to hint at what's what you're going to be hit with. Well, and I I do think in the this, coming tracks. this song in particular definitely has more of the Brit pop. Uh, mid '90s thing going on, like you know, just without like the good stuff and a well, lot of I, I, you know, like Oasis, Happy Mondays, kind of sure, you know, shagadelic kind of Manchester like... thing going on. I like. What? It. Well, I'm sorry. Let's listen to a little bit of it, and I'll tell you what, Shane. You pick the next one after this. No, I'm not gonna pick. I'm not gonna pick. Shane. No, you're gonna pick it. I'll tell you what, man. All, All right, right, let's listen. All right, to it. come together.
come together. All right. So we've just listened to it again. And yeah, it's got a, it's got the hallmarks of what I really liked about Britpop in the 90s. Right. It's uh, so like hard. Like this sort of like fucking attitude filled, uh, you know, like, yeah, fuck you. Like, you oh, it's total, total language. Liam Gallagher kind of like, you know, like, I don't know. Kiss my ass, you piece of shit. And but like you know, never destined to be a radio signal. This single, this one, ever ever. What'd you say? Never, never destined de- to be a radio destined. single. No. This one was like probably not. Oh. F bombs everywhere. It, it actually was one of the one of the songs on the and when this album was originally released, when there there were stickers. You know, they used to put stickers on CDs like featuring the songs, and this was like yeah. the. I think in the UK, this was the single. Well, um, in any case, like you know, it had kind of like snotty-nosed vocals, and um, you know, and kind of like pissy guitars. If that makes any sense, it's not a bad song. Like during the break, you were like really giving me a lot of shit, saying like it's so. Oh, I'm so glad that music's subjective. Like you know, but I mean, it's not. I don't think the song is a shitty song. I just think that in comparison to the, well, the title cake. track you know like of course you know comparison to the masterpiece that is the title track for this but, record but, but i wasn't this doing like, that but but i think it was and it, maybe it's a pun but it was orchestrated that way i think it, you know it's this is a complete 180 from the title track the intro track right they take you straight into this kind of just vulgar brit pop kind of just grungy song. I, I just don't think it's as interesting as as well. And actually, but they slow down and get more textural. Mark actually brought up uh, inadvertently uh, a point that I wanted to make is that it, like, well, a this song that we just listened to is one one of the few songs on this record that is kind of a rock song. And when you said orchestrated, really, well, like when I listen to this record all the way through, it almost sounds more like an orchestral piece than it does. A rock album like it doesn't sound like a rock album to me it sounds like you know like it has movements and i completely agree with that i mean and and you think that that was much how this was presented especially that you know they did a lot of live performances of this and it was it was very much that kind of this this movement and from one piece to the next and and you, somehow managed to not be like super proggy about it no, no, he gets in the, that's because they're coming out of, you know, um, that, you know, that Spaceman 3 indie, rock, or I guess, what were they calling it at the time? Underground? The, like in the 80s? Like uh, underground rock? Alternative? No, no, no. Al- no, there was like a progression <laughs> there of like the, the way that you uh, described, I think it was underground, and then it became indie rock and then it became alternative and then alternative was co-op anyway I think alternative a, became was before indie rock but uh, really yeah, at some point was alternative it? crawled in there oh yeah 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 was that creed was creed ever alternative or was no, that they were totally alternative or was that was there ever in, <laughs> i don't know alternative uh yeah think of creed and uh just think of the store journeys and you've got alternative yeah, stuff. What, yeah, whatever was playing on the... Uh, or just whatever you were buying, whatever you were purchasing or whatever you were experiencing at the store journeys, that's alternative. <laughs> In any case. So um, let's... It's about time for the intermission. I'm enjoying this discussion so far. Yeah. 
But I, I, I am curious why you got so annoyed with me during the break about that because I didn't like that song. You're what you're saying. Like I, I was saying I definitively don't like it, and that's not true. Well, no, you, you have a way of saying that song sucks. Not like I think that song sucks, but like. That song sucks. But that's what we're doing in this show is we're supposed to be sitting here and, and like proffering our opinions, not couching them in um, um, apologies or apologist language. Like, I'm sorry, Ryan. I don't want to offend you. It's okay, man. I love you, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> this could never happen in Newsom, uh, Kevin's garage. <laughs> yeah. No, you know why it could never happen in Kevin's garage? Because, because Kevin would have uh, slapped me down in the break long before this. It's true. All, All right. right, kids, let's take our little intermission. Oh, yeah, our intermission, which is going to... Are we still on the air? We're still on air. All right, oh, I just didn't know it. You just made a sudden move. <laughs> this is Kevin's last gift to us. And um, Oh, was this actually Kevin's? This is Kevin's pick. The intermission. Oh, oh the, the, the intermission song. song. Thank you. Thank oh, you, yes. Kevin. No, this intermission song is and Kevin's a, last pick, and I have got a lot I mean, to a, s- few, a few minutes with. A few minutes I, with. And I yes. have to say, before we go into this break, uh, for a few minutes with, uh, that I'm going to treat these guys to a little surprise uh, that has to do with our special guest. This better guest. not be your penis. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> our surprise! Is my penis. No, it's not. <laughs> As the only uh, person attending here tonight that has two small children, uh, I'm probably the only person that has heard this song more than a hundred times. Oh, yeah, I've heard it a few times, but I watched the video once two summers ago, and um, it was mildly amusing. And It's actually a really funny idea, and the conceit of the song is pretty amusing. Oh, it's hilarious. I think it's funny... In the way that, like, this is what foreigners think is good. No, mm. I don't. I think it's now, a see, funny idea. Like, all of these animals have noises, and this one, like, what fox, the fuck? Yeah, is, what, what does a fox say? But but then it goes on and on and on and on. But it it's got this uh, it's got this drop that that it goes into that I think just kind of carries it throughout. This is this is two guys. In uh, is it Norway? Norway, Norway. So were they called Ilvis? Ilvis, and uh, I mean that's kind of their their musical their their take. But they basically have this variety show that they they run in Norway, and um, a couple times a year before the beginning of each new season, they put out kind of this viral spoof video, and usually it goes out to the people in their their local Norge. Uh, television distribution area and you know they get a couple hundred thousand hits or whatever but this one just took off and it went completely as they as the the millennial kids like to say these days viral on the internet and i don't think it's just the kids that say that these days you think the blue hairs say it too man i, I think it's all I've, over i've heard place. it on I'm fox just gonna, news I'm yes just, i will say that once it hits fox news the kids <laughs> stop saying it so here's what I, I don't understand it. I mean, like, I, you know, I saw it and it was 
mildly amusing or whatever. You know, what does the fox say? That's true. I, I have no idea what a fox says. Oh, I can tell you what the fox says. But ha- <laughs> yeah, yeah. It depends Give it to on me which some more, man. We, no, we're we talking about Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Shut up. Are we talking about Bill O'Reilly or Sean Hannity? <laughs> oh well, we don't, we're not going to get into what that those Fox News folks say. However, um, like I saw this and I was like, all right, good production values. Like you know, kind of an amusing concept. Four hundred and what seventy million views on YouTube? It's a lot. Like I am fucking baffled. A lot of people's ants forward that to a lot of other people's ants. Well, as of two weeks ago, I'd never ever even heard of this song. I, Guys, I have to. I have to confess, I really enjoy this song. I don't think we can be friends anymore, Mark. Uh, wait, wait, you enjoy it in what way? <laughs> I, I enjoy this in, in the way that this song gives me a happy feeling when I listen to it and I laugh. Is it because it, you have I was going to say, it's got, that's got to be because you have kids. Yeah, totally. It, and it might well be because what? I have kids. But, but the fact is, this, this song makes me laugh in the way that a fart joke makes me laugh. But would you listen to a fart joke over and over and over again and it would still make you laugh in the same way? I mean, that's a I good... Would, I, I will continuously laugh at farts. I'll tell you that much. I know farts are funny. All right, uh, stop. Uh, the first time I heard, uh, saw this video... By the way, and let me point this out, and this needs to be said because this motherfucker just dropped this on us as one uh, as a eight-week parting gift. Kevin is the one that, that had us listen to this. And he's not here to defend himself. Also a father. Also a father. Of two children. Of two children. Well, now two children. That's why he's not recording with us right now. And Kevin brings up, what does the fox say? And you you are partial to this song. There is not a human being on the fucking planet. This song, by the way, two summers ago, Mark, two summers ago, this came out. So Kevin's always talking about his dad bona fides. Like, oh, I'm not cool anymore because I'm a dad. Um, yeah, dude, you're still bringing up what does the fox say? Yeah, uh, he he may have actually traded in his cool card with this. And, okay, and- I'm, I'm going to trump Kevin on this one because... Uh, this I love pa- how you're waiting, just directly waiting right into... Like, you're like, hey, you know what? I, okay, I, I got to admit, I'm I more of a nerd. To, and, yeah. and, you know... And He's I'm, coming out. I, I'm in some ways proud of it. I mean, last... Halloween, not this this one that just passed, but the Halloween just after this this song and this video kind of went completely shit nuts on the internet. Um, my entire family went for Halloween as the characters from this video. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like in a, like in a in a fam, like I, I sound like I'm going off the deep end or, or about all this stuff, but. Um, that, yeah, that's pretty cool. There are amusing aspects to this song. Like, I definitely... In a family, one man <laughs> took his family out. Wait, have Halloween. we even listened to the song yet? Let's go ahead and play a clip from it. Let's play a clip from it. Why don't we? And then we should come out and talk about Spiritualized again. Big blue eyes, pointing nose, chasing mice and digging holes. Tiny paws up the hill, suddenly you're standing still. Your fur is red, so beautiful, like an angel in disguise. But if you meet a friendly horse, will you communicate by more? Oh, 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 oh
does the fox say uh apparently a bunch of nonsensical noises that are really amusing to children uh and those who have them apparently and those who have them yes uh do you think like at some point does your musical does your taste of comedy change when you have kids or is it just because does it seem to change because that's what you are? I, th- I think that your your sense of comedy actually uh, retrogrades to when you were a child. Fair I, enough. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm. I mean, that, that was actually that an honest sense. question. Yeah, yeah, no, that, like that makes sense. You you suddenly have yeah. reason again to to laugh at the fart jokes out loud and and be childlike. So, so we can all agree that uh, what does the fox say is basically a three and a half minute long fart joke. It, uh, it certainly is. <laughs> I will say the first time I listened to What Does the Fox Say, um, I... Uh, it gave you gas? As a matter of fact, it did, my friend. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Amazing. And I was curious why that was. Like, what what is going on in here? But now I know. <clears throat> so this is like a Benny Hill. Like, we're just evolving. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Can we move on, kids? Why don't we? <laughs> Let's move on. Let's get back to I, the, the only thing that, I'll, that I will say. Well, the, the only the only other thing that we haven't covered about what does the fox say is that Mark owns an animatronic fox that plays this song. Oh, dude, I'm totally that, gonna go grab the fox. Yeah, yeah. please. Do you think my mic and cord will stretch all the way over here? Kind of, away. It does. Go ahead. It's okay, on, it's on his hand there. Yeah, I can see it. Button. Okay, so I'm on the other side of the garage. Now, for everyone that's uh, that's listening at home, this is a a little plush fox that uh, stands up, and he's got a tie. He's got a little little tie, and um, and he dances around. Let's play it. Let's see if we can get any audio. Mark, let's do it. Do it. And at the moment, Shane is actually having to follow this thing around the room because it is sidestepping in a dance. All right, I'm really fucking done with that. (sighs) Sorry, Fox. (laughs) You killed the Fox. All right. Uh, We're going to go back into, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are floating in space. It's pretty funny. That's funnier than that whole video of that dead Fox on the ground now. Oh, no. It looks like we should draw a chalk outline around it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll see you in a second, guys. Hey, stop. Just quit making fun of me. Hey, man, if, if you weren't so easy to make fun of, I wouldn't do it. You son of a... Are we back into Alabama? Are we, did you start record? I yeah, we're recording. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, um, we should talk about spiritualized a little bit more. We should. And actually, Shane, I've been wanting to ask you this. Um, you're the lyric guy. Um, 
How do you feel? Well, I mean, okay, so you and Kevin decided a long time ago, like, that's my thing. Like, like We didn't decide it. You just do that. Well, I, I read into He's a the lyricist. lyrics. I like l- to see that stuff, but it's not my be-all. I mean, I have no idea what Belinda Butcher and Kevin Shields were saying on Loveless ever, and it's one of my favorite records. Mm-hmm. But the same thing with this. Like, I, I have no fucking clue what this dude's saying. Well, it seems to me that, like, as expansive and orchestral as the music is, the... The, the lyrics will matter content, less. Well, they matter less, but they seem to be more intimate. Like, it, it seems like he's talking about relationships and shit. Yeah, the relationships. I, I get the feeling that he's talking about... Um, um, there's a lot of, like, remorse for... Uh, Drug use a lot on this record. I think he certainly, on a certainly. Lot. Um, yeah, he, he talks about well. When we, you know, the truth be told, we just actually listened to a, a spiritualized track uh, while we were on the break. Um, what was the song, Shane? Uh, Home of the Brave. Home of the Brave. Yeah, he's talking about breakfast on a mirror. Mm-hmm. Which, by or the breakfast way, breakfast on a bottle. By the way, um, is also referenced the idea of chop your breakfast on a mirror. It's a James Hetfield line in Master of Puppets. Oh, good times. Yeah. You know what? I should make... I should make... I should have Make us, us listen to a Metallica. I say that, that make, is how, yeah. I say make, but that's, yeah. that's a pretty amazing record, so... If that, if that guy didn't see it in our every uh, stanza with... Ah! So I read it would something be less one, annoying. I read something one time, and somebody was talking about James Hetfield... Um, James Hetfield. Ah. <laughs> it's it, when you read his lyrics, it sort of seems like Yoda wrote his lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> we'll get into that later. But anyhow, uh, no, lyrically, it, it you know, it seemed to me that no, the music is certainly like the the main crux of the matter here. But um, we should probably talk about the fact that there's a woman involved, um, who apparently. I guess was in the band and then absconded and and, and secretly, secretly married married Richard Ashcroft <laughs> from the Verve. <laughs> now talk about a fucking drug addict, man! That guy, like, that's some crazy ass. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if she's like Dusty Springfield for the '90s set or. Wait, what? What do you mean? What is that a reference to? Uh, I don't know if you, I mean even getting that right, but there, you know, there were certain women that in the '60s who were kind of like. Like Patty, uh, like Patty between uh, George, George Harrison, Harrison and, and Eric, uh, Clapton. Eric Clapton, like who were just like rock star women, like who you know would be with these superstar rock stars of the moment and move from one to the other. I'm not going to put Jason Pierce and uh, Richard Ashcroft in quite the same uh, category as. Dude, I'll tell you what, I'd rather listen to this record than oh. uh, Eric Clapton any day. Um. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Fine. Yeah. Fine. There, but George there Harrison. Might be one or two days. Pardon? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sitting over in the corner of just. I'm enjoying like, this in actually. the catbird seat, like occasionally. Yeah. Like yeah, you he'll might, loft a volley. It's, it's basically what's this going on. This is part of the host it. role, isn't it? Just kind of sitting <laughs> yeah. back and I, like the moderator. Ryan and I are the Muppet Show. And you're like the old one of the two old dudes uh, right. up in the balcony. Up in the balcony, yeah. That's about how I feel. <laughs> what does the fox say? Oh, uh, Christ. I thought we were done with that. Uh, we are. We are done with that. You uh, thought you were. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, I like the record. 
no, on the whole. I, I like it quite a bit. I do think that uh, had I latched on to it, you know, 17 years ago or what have you, it has, has been 17 years since Jesus this came out. Jesus Christ, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's true. I still don't think it would have eclipsed OK Computer. Um, no, no. You know, but I think that it really would have changed kind of how I viewed a lot of music since then. What What do you, you've said that you've, you've alluded to that before. What do you, I don't know. Just, I, just I, fill I, that in a little bit more for I, me. I, I think that, I think that there are a lot of musicians, a lot of bands that uh, today really kind of impact me that are clearly directly influenced by this music and many of the bands that were around at this time that I just was not listening to. No, that's actually a good point. And um, so a few years back, I, I worked for a – thank you, Shane. Shane's making sure I speak into the mic. Uh, I worked for a, I worked with a band for about a month, and uh, they were finally like, uh, we think we want to do this on our own. But anyway. Was that all it was? Was that – all it was? What, what are you talking about? I thought it was longer than that. Oh, no. I worked with a band uh, that's no longer with us. But anyway, that they put out a great Did record. Did they collectively die? God, God rest The them. band didn't. Uh, everybody in it didn't die, but they're not a band anymore. Okay. okay. Anyway, they were a terrific band. And anyway, I, I happened to see them at um, a local venue here in town and mm-hmm. thought they were amazing. And Shane's going to sleep, so you guys can all fuck off. Uh, anyhow... Um, no, their record I thought was just fucking ridiculously amazing, and I realize now, well, shit, that came out in 2001. This came out, ladies and gentlemen, we are floating in space. Came out in 1997. Well, they were clearly influenced by it, like, like highly, highly influenced by it. And you know, there's probably a dozen other bands that we could mention that, you know, I just having not known this record, now that I do. I get that they were. Somebody else talk, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Wake record. Up, Shane. It, it's not a it's not a genius record. At the end of the day, there are genius moments in it. Um, you know what I feel like a lot about this, and you're probably going to disagree with me. Well, you, maybe not, but um, I know you you are not a fan of uh, Dark Side of the Moon. I am not, and I think that record is n- like almost wall to wall gorgeous. I think it's it's. It's just lazy and hazy, and I didn't. I don't think it's terrible. I just I don't get into it the way that people do. I I think it's amazing. I'm not a Pink Floyd fan at all. Um, the 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 two things that I that I could that I could do without in that record, which I think is essentially a perfect record, I could do without the um, the background chorus, the co- singers. And also, there's a lot of that in this record too. I just feel like that's it's just so bombastic and so over the top, and adds nothing to the intimacy of the songs that it's usually utilized in, at least on these two records. And the other thing is, um, is a is a is a timing it, like in Dark Side of the Moon, it's a perfect um, mood record, except halfway through the fucking album. There's the A and R guy, like I don't hear a single, so they throw in money, which is just it makes no sense in the rest of the record. The rest of the record is just this beautiful, melancholic piece of brilliance to me. And this and this is sort of that way too, where all of a sudden they'll have these like really weird, like melancholic 
chaotic songs. And then it's like, let's throw in a Stooges song. You know, like that's. But there really isn't a single in this album. No, there's nothing that stands out as like a, a little. No, no, no. There's nothing that's song. Sta- yeah, there's nothing like money. I'm just saying, like, in, and, and, and I and, and I actually I like uh, this record better than Dark Side of the Moon, uh, just because I think it's more well produced. Like Dark Side of the Moon to me is overproduced. It's too slick. It's too. I, I think if you pull those those background singers out, um, you would pull out your trip edition, like. Perhaps. I mean, I think I think Dark when we're not talking about Dark Side of the Moon tonight, but I, I think that it was kitschy for its time. I mean, they were employing a lot of new tricks with with tape but if, looping and but if things you go, like that. But if you listen to those songs, anyway, the reason why I'm comparing it is because there's chaotic features. There's really like like kind of rainy day song elements, like long songs. Even the single is like if you go back and listen to it, there's a lot to compare it to this record. I, I can I see where you're going with this. Um, I like this better. I mean, I, I, maybe sure, of course. No, I'm not saying the ones. And it might be just that I was saturated with Dark Side of the Moon growing up in the burbs of Houston. Uh, you were saturated with the Wall growing up in the burbs of Houston. Well, both. All right. Oh. Uh, okay. But, well, but, but I mean, okay. So so this. Specialized. This is arguably better than Dark Side of the Moon. I would argue that it's not better than OK Computer. Certainly which not. It was deemed to be so, but um, I mean, there there are a lot of elements of this album that I think that clearly, like I've said, I've recognized in influences from bands since ninety seven onward. I feel like if I had been 19 and accidentally locked into a dorm room with a cute girl getting high while it was raining outside, uh, this would have been the best. This would have been like ever created. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, wait. Every but everything that you said, even without this album, was like <laughs> the best afternoon of your life. <laughs> All right. So okay, so that that scenario. I mean, if you had to pick this album over OK Computer. Oh no! No no no, still, no 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 no! That's, no. Like, oh my that's friend, just, that's, that's just merit. Yeah, uh, that's, that's like, oh Mark. No. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no comparison. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we have to compare because like it literally beat OK Computer for new music, you know, enemies. Okay, uh, so it's sort of like if you compare the two, which makes no sense at all. Um, it's sort of like if you were to compare, um, the. Like if you were to put up the Benny Hill theme song against Yesterday, because <laughs> they came out the same year or something, like <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying quality wise, <laughs> the Benny Hill theme song is incredibly amusing in the right circumstances. I love to listen to it in the right circumstances, but Yesterday is a stone cold genius. Of course. Okay, so that's <laughs> I don't think I would say that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are floating in space. It's like the Benny Hill Benny theme song. Theme song. <laughs> I'm just saying it's much, like, much better. Like on the pedestal <laughs> that OK Computer should be resting on. Yeah. Well, no, it, it's there's there's it's there's a lot there's binoculars being used by ladies and gentlemen. We are floating in space, trying I, I, to reach I that think pedestal. Trying to reach that pedestal. I think in 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 many ways though, it, it's more clever. And and the song that we were listening to 
right as we came out of that that break last time. Was it Home of the Brave? Is that right? Home of the Brave. Which we, we, yeah. we, should we, we actually haven't listened. To, we were listening to it amongst ourselves. Yeah, why don't we take a quick listen to that, and yeah. then we'll come out of that and, and, and talk a little bit more about this. I love that song. It's excellent. It's really it's funny because I thought that like after we had the the whole conversation um, about Electra Pure, you're like there's an art turd. I, I I didn't know if you were going to think that because it just gets more and more chaotic and the song starts falling apart. But there's something about it that just keeps it listenable. No, well, and like I was saying earlier, Jason Pierce is the master of creating tension, and that song builds and builds and builds tension. Yeah, it, it. but it, 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 it's like it's it's not um, it's not that external tension. It's 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 like you're sitting in a room and some guy's talking to you and he's perfectly calm and he's telling you how things are. And he's like, some days breakfast is on a mirror and some days breakfast is out of a bottle. And that's just how it is. Come on. I mean, and he's so calm. But in his head. There's you just can this feel it building, building angst and this anxiety and this tension and it's just it's going to explode at some point. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Like I, I did, like what you're saying that you were so into it, and I was like, yeah, total. I never that's thought exactly. Of, I just yeah. want to keep listening to you say that, like deconstruct <laughs> that song. Yeah, it was. No, I you're think right. You hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, it's him. You know, convincing himself that you know some days it's off a mirror, some days it's out of a bottle, and but like what's going on in his head is this building uh you know to a cacophony to where it's going to be you know untenable Uh, yeah and i I think that is the the push and pull that you see throughout this entire album i mean it starts off with kind of this ethereal kind of oh my god it's so beautiful and i love you and all this stuff and you're always going to be the one that i'm going to be with and and yet the that undertone is this this fuck you and I'm a fucking lad and I'm going to fucking do whatever I fucking want. And, you know, it's just back and forth and back and forth throughout this entire album. Yeah, I mean, but the album wouldn't work like these, these like chaotic songs or this chaotic parts and this huge buildup and this like over the top stuff wouldn't work if it weren't partnered up with this really intimate, like really and well-written melodies and well, and that's that's the key, you know, like they're, they're, you know, okay, so when I brought this up on Spotify, you know, to listen to it, it was like, you know, 
related artists. One of them that it said was um, fucking um, Matthew McConaughey. Yes, was <laughs> Matthew right, McConaughey? All right, all right, all right. All right. Uh, no, it was the one that we fucking covered. My, like, bloody, covered, Valentine. my bloody Valentine. Thank you. But this has actual good songs in it. Um, and I think My Bloody Valentine was the the week that you set out, correct? Shane? Shane is shaking his head. Yeah, and I know he's exasperated or whatever. But that that's a sonically good record, but the songs do not stand up nearly as well as, as these do. They're uh, melodies. You're insane. Like, that whole album is based on melodies. It's not that well of a recorded album. This album is a better recorded album than that, even though they spent, like, millions and millions of dollars on it. But you need okay, to go back and they, re-listen they to that, my friend. Spent, I'm just imagining, what, like, like if you say that, if you say that about my bloody Valentine Loveless, like the only thing that I can think of is that you fucking woke up from your nap, hadn't listened to the record, and you listened to it on your phone in the driveway when you got here. <laughs> oh no, I listened to it. Uh, that make, because that's hey ins- man, that's you- insane to say that that album doesn't have melodies on it. That's what it is. That's the entire album. There's no, there's not even any. Shane and I are gonna go listen to Loveless together at some point. Uh, maybe not tonight, but uh, yeah. that, I mean that's just a ridiculous. Well, okay, I will say this. Um, to even I, I even think- imply in any way that this record has better songs on it than Loveless does. Oh, is, I definitely think so. I, I don't 100% even know who you so. are. I'm sorry. I'm Shane. Have Have we met before? Yeah, my name is a uh, Stinky McFart. Uh, Stinky McFart. Hey, fart <laughs> jokes always come back around. Stinky McFart. I'm Shane Bartell. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Anyway, kids, uh, we should probably wrap this up here pretty soon. What's uh What's up? Oh. It's me again this week. Uh, next week is your selection. Shuggy Otis. Shuggy Otis. Shuggy. Shuggy. Yeah. And what is the um? What's the uh, few minutes with? It's it's your week. Uh, it is. So <laughs> I've I've got one that I'm I'm really excited about. It is uh, Hollaback Girl. Fantastic. That's a really good pick, Ryan. I actually I'm <clears throat> I'm no I, I'm really that. excited about it. Uh, did you? Can I ask you? Um, did did you hear that uh, uh, um, Iggy Azalea song "Fancy"? And did that make you think of Hollaback Girl? I don't know what that Iggy Azalea. Uh, well, song then was. never mind. We'll yeah. have this discussion next. That's week. That's for a future. Yeah. That's future Ryan, future Shane, and future Mark will discuss this. Yes, Mark. I, I want to thank you very much for hosting us in your cold garage. Certainly, I want to thank you guys for all coming along on this journey. I'd like to thank you for giving us a bunch of those puffy goldfish that we ate during all Dude, the breaks. Dude, those were awesome. I need Kids to... love them. Yeah. Well, adult... And what they also love, what does the fox say? That's we've, right. We've all found out. To... What have we learned tonight? Kids love puffy goldfish, and they love what does the fox say. And I and love kids one of grow up. Things. Kids grow up, and then they love albums like this one. I think that's fair to say. What a wonderful note to go out on. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna have to add a little uh, in post. I'm gonna have to add a little, uh, little, you know, the more you know kind of. You could just add like a, a rainbow with a star yeah, at it. Exactly. I thought you were gonna add like I need to add some more grit at the end of this. All right, we're out of here. All right, we'll see you guys in Thanks a week. A lot.